Life can be stressful, even under normal circumstances. This is Truth Frequency Radio. The wicked ones, obviously, under heavy, heavy Masonic influence. <laughs> Welcome to Cracking the Reality Code with Johanna Sand. In a world seemingly gone mad, what if you had the opportunity to shift your consciousness to reflect your divine nature quickly and safely? What would that look like and how would that feel? This is your opportunity to become the peace-filled center of the storm rather than be consumed by it. The world is awakening, and so are you. And now, here is Johanna. Hello, welcome to our Saturday Live podcast on TFR. Live.com. This is a, a radio station, an internet radio station that does good work, and thank you for hosting us. We are also available afterwards as a podcast on most streaming devices. So th- thanks again for joining us, and I am here in Ecuador, as I usually am, and my co-host, Lillian Wilkinson, is here with us from Los Angeles area. So um, it it is the two of us today, and I think we always get into topics that seem to capture us, and strangely enough, it seems to be a lot of the same things that we both tune into and love to uh, bring out in the open. We do invite you to join us today if you would like to come and give your views. We would appreciate it. You can call this number, area code 213-233. 3998 and check out our new website crackingtherealitycode.com and uh, sign on with us we'll have uh, notices and we have lots of resources there so Lillian hello well hello Johanna always happy to be here always happy to continue our I find invigorating <laughs> conversations. <laughs> yes, well, we do find them pretty interesting, don't we? <laughs> we do, we do indeed. <laughs> and clearly, we're not alone. And it's always a delight to find a new author or a new person's on YouTube or somebody who's talking about the awakening awareness and awakening consciousness. It's a joy, and I think honestly, the more we dwell here, the more joyful it becomes. And that's not to say that anything gets bypassed. It doesn't. We see the shadow very clearly. It's just a different interpretation. Right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I talked about starting off this show because it, I was finishing a book by Emota Ma uh, called Enlightened Embodiment. And I picked it up and I thought it cut these couple paragraphs just really was taught speaks exactly to what you and I have been talking about, Johanna. So I'll just read it um, here. She says, today, amid increasingly disturbing and turbulent times, many people are asking if there's anything we should do to save the world. There are, of course, many valiant and worthwhile in- endeavors by individuals and groups to address the corruption and violence we see today. Some of these have been extremely successful and have even proved effective, uh, provided effective solutions, at least on a local level. But none of this can be a long-term solution because the responsibility for peace on earth lies deep within you. You are not required to fight the enemy nor to campaign for social, political, or ecological justice. And you don't need to become a rebel an activist, a leader, or an innovator, although any and all of these roles may be expressed through you at various times. Your responsibility is to know the truth of who you are as consciousness and to live this truth in every cell of your being, metaphorically and literally. When all inner and outer manifestations, including you, 
are recognized as consciousness shining through form, all resistance to life in its glorious and horrific guises dissolves. When you see yourself in everyone, there is no one to defend and no one to attack. Your awakening out of the dream of separation is the end of warfare. It's the end of overactivity, overreactivity in the neurophysiology of the body, the end of power games in intimate relationships, and the end of the battle for supremacy between nations, creeds, and cultures. And I'll leave it at that. And I think that that just really captures what we've been talking about, Johanna. Well, I just have goosebumps when you read that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's Amoda as another uh, wonderful um, orator. I think of of uh, putting what's very inexpressible into expression. It is it's so true, and and as we speak of it in words, Lillian, you know, we say this, what she refers to, you know, it it I know it can sound strange if. If this, you know, can sound as a concept like the best thing that we can do for anything is to realize what we are, Mm -hmm. to move out of a false identity Mm -hmm. um, that we identify with our separate, our separation, our separate, separate from the field of consciousness and we take on an, a, a life here, you know, in this great, I think, what did the ancients call it? Maya. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, mm-hmm. we take on this, uh, it's an interesting adventure. I mean, as one of our favorite people calls it the amusement park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, it can be more, you, you know, it, it's, you and I were talking so, uh, I don't know. It seemed in the moment we were talking about it all yesterday. It seems so clear that because we were talking about we use the word transfiguration. And I've yes. heard that word a lot. We've heard that word a lot. And, you know, when I first heard that word and people talking about it and Andrew Harvey certainly is a champion in that, it seemed like a remote sort of out there concept. Like I could like, uh-huh. OK, yeah, I get it. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to evolve into you know, a different kind of human, a different species, and uh, our cells will literally change. But it seemed kind of remote. Now, it doesn't. Now, transfiguration, uh, it's what I'm beginning to see is that it's actually already happening. And that was eye-opening, is the realization that the ability to Embrace all narratives, all that seems to be polarized, every yes, every no, every right, every left, and to put it into a greater context that is whole enough and big enough to hold all narratives and all stories and to be able to see that wholeness and that connectivity is like being able to see this radiant new divinity that you never saw before but was never not here it it, it is and that is a transfiguring because i looked up the word transfiguration means to elevate to take something and make it more beautiful and to elevate it well how do you elevate you know a yes or a no story like something that's completely polarized is is you must drop it into a bigger context and that was what you actually were saying yesterday you there's no truth in narratives in fact there's no truth in anything that is separate or outside of right and and could i step in for one what you just said i think you know when we look at what we're saying by no truth in narratives we're, we're speaking, I think, to this big T truth of, you know, w- w- what is happening in our collective mirror is these narratives are being polarized with each other and really put out there. And, you know, in the extreme, we're canceling each other or literally wanting to 
kill, kill the narrative, kill the one with the narrative, you know, it's almost as if our beliefs and narratives are beliefs in the, in the context of why we can say that is because narratives generally run around a cause and effect timeline, something that happened in a linear timeline and then projected out into the future. And reality at, at its basic understanding now with our new science and with the deepening realization that time does not function the way it appears. You know, it's not a line. <laughs> Things are happening in our reality always in the now. I know it's very hard to wrap our mind around this because our nervous system literally creates it. I, I don't mean to make this more complicated, and I'm not an expert, of course, in all this, uh, but the the trend now is showing us this new paradigm that consciousness in the context that you pointed to, that if we just put all of our investment and our identity and our emotional energy behind an interpretation of what's going on, it's bound to fail. Meaning it, it will not bring us truth because truth is not in a linear cause and effect timeline of potential outcomes, but truth is in recognizing the field from which all outcomes emanate. And that would mean the field that is essentially the substratum of what we are as humans not only what we are as humans, but what everything that appears as an object in our life, and that includes thought, it includes the body, it includes uh, a glass of water, <laughs> it includes the clouds, the planets, you know, anything is, is in our new paradigm understanding is emanating from this field. And that's, you know, I'm just reiterating what you pointed to in different words earlier. Oh yeah, you know, that, yeah, beautifully yeah, said. Yeah, and and it's it's we keep emphasizing that, don't we, Lillian? Because it's so in the mirror of what's happening now with this uh, intensity that we're in. All the all the narratives are not all of them certainly, but they're being played out on a larger screen, and it 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 seems to me that all of this dissolution and chaos is erupting as an opportunity for us to break down our identity with what how we think it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it doesn't mean we can't think. It doesn't mean we can't have an opinion. But it's a different thing to have an opinion or a preference. And it's quite another to believe absolutely and defend your narrative to the death in your belief system. Right. And you know, it's, it's a, it, it's complex and it's so incredibly simple, you know, the paradox of everything because, and I say it's simple, not because I can wrap my head around it. It's all, it's, it's simple because it's simply what's playing out in front of us as us with us all the time. It's never not been here. It's just that now we're learning to see what is playing out from a different point of view. We're beginning to see it with new eyes, which that to me is the transfiguration. That is the shift. We're, 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 it, it's so incredibly awesome that, you know, humanity, humans, if, if we can think of ourselves like a cell, you know, like a cell in a body, in a greater body, let's, let's call the greater body for this moment, the earth, but it's actually everything. But if we're just like one cell of a whole earth, how miraculous is it that this one cell has the capacity as a cell, as an individuated expression of wholeness and allness, has the ability to recognize eternity or, or everything, the ability to recognize what is beyond our own cell-like structure. That to me is freaking amazing. And I think that's the point that we're at. We can say, my gosh, I have this, the, I, I have the form of what we call this human being and I have this, but I am also everything that is, has ever been and could ever be. I am also that. 
and I am experiencing that reality in this apparently seemingly finite expression. That's freaking amazing. That's amazing. And I think because there's a chemical reaction to every thought, to every emotion in the body, every emotion, every feeling creates a chemical, physical, quote, physical reaction in the body. This new awareness, as it begins to permeate our being and and take hold, of course, it's going to have an outer chemical, alchemical change in our structure. So transfiguration makes total sense. Yes. And I love the word transfiguration, not exactly knowing the me. I had a sense of it and I've, you know, there's, you, you put a very good definition and, you know, there's others like a change in form or appearance, a metamorphosis an exalting or glorifying or a spiritual shift. So what we're pointing at, if we're, if you and I've got, we've gotten very uh, energized around this word because it seems to represent so much of what we feel is happening now or needs to happen or is inevitable, which is this chaos, this mirror that we're in of, of these polarizing energies and all of the old paradigm Newtonian world view of fixed laws and fixed everything in an objective materialist universe that we are just objects floating around in some random fashion, that paradigm is no longer working on a collective and or it, part of the seeming appearance of the evolutionary movement is to shift that. So that understanding, doesn't it bring such a, a relief, a liberation? Because we can sense it within ourselves of this power to transfigure, meaning to shift, to change, to glorify this change in appearance from what looked like unconscious dark patterns when really looked into as deeply as we can with divine eyes. And maybe we could, I'd love to get your take on what you would say about divine eyes. Mm. (laughs) But, but if we're looking at it from the field, you know, we're using words here that I may have different meanings to people. But what we say with the field is, you know, this quantum field of infinite potential that really is creating reality. It's not this linear cause effect trap of, well, this happens, then this happens, then this happens. Yes, that does appear the way things happen. And at times it's very relevant, but it is not how reality really works according to um, the mystical understandings in our new science, of course. So I just, uh, this transfigure thing, and I would, it, it's almost visceral if we can feel it. It's mm-hmm. taking a breath and breathing up, you know, the, the field, because the field is what we're emanating out of. So the field is the substratum and the substance of what we are, and then feel the energy of it, of, of this placing those eyes on what we call unconscious, dark, contracted energy within us. Mm-hmm. And it does open up you know, as we practice, I'm no great uh, expert at this, but boy, I'm, I'm sensing it all around. Well, it's to, you know, to your point, when we were talking about it yesterday, as you said, there's no formula for this and there isn't, you know, and, um, I, I want to just kind of have an example, give an example of yesterday when we were talking, I, we were talking about not having free will. Ultimately, we do not have free will. And I said, yeah, I guess when I'm, you know, what I've been doing lately is I've been redoing a a certain room in my house that was the last room that needed to get done. It hadn't been done in 30 years. It really needed a big overhaul and I'm doing it all myself. And um, I thought, yeah, I guess the divine wants me to be focused on that right now. Okay. And I laughed, you know, like a joke. Okay. Now it doesn't seem like a very important thing that I'm doing in the world at all. Right. But Joke, joke. But when I was thinking about it this morning and and thinking about the word transfiguration, I said, you know what? That's exactly what transfiguration is, is 
you know, that room is just an example of, or, or a symbol of taking something and making it more beautiful, spiritual, making it more spiritual by just adding more light, more beauty, more grace, a sense of peace and a sense of comfort to it. That's exactly it. It's the same room, but it's getting refreshed. It's getting rebooted. And I thought, wow, I never even looked at the fact that that's what I was doing. But what is the most amazing point to me was the realization that transfiguration was happening through me in that room and I wasn't aware of it. Well, at the same time, seemingly in a separate place, my mind was trying to figure out what transfiguration, you know, was. And and I, I just, I don't even know if, if I can get the sense across, but for a moment I had just the flash of this. When we see with new eyes, you see that I think, I, I just got a glimpse for a moment that everything is related to everything. Nothing is separate. It's all connected. And is it your free will? Mm, you know what? No, I don't think so. And to get to your point about how, what does it look like through divine eyes? And the only way I can express it to myself is, you know, I can say that I have the face of the divine or you have the face of the divine. And technically that would be true because that's all that there is. But the way I wish to express it now is that the divine has my face. The divine is taking mm. my face. The divine is taking your face. The divine is expressing itself through you. The divine is expressing through violence right now. You know, I mean, how else could we wake up to get that we must look at everything and hold it in a greater context? Because it's not our free will to do this. It is the field. It is the motion of where it's heading. And it is already happening. Wow. Well, that was beautifully put. Oh, my God. It. It, it, it's it's almost as if we're we we grasp for metaphors here, right? I mean, because we're we're sensing, you know, the movement, the you know, the ocean wave metaphor. You know, we are essentially the ocean. We're essentially the field. The wave rises, and the wave dies back in the field. The wave can't exist without the field. And and so what we're I, what I think we're hungry. We're longing for the connection with and as the field because we've uh you know part of the way the game seems to be played is we lose that we lose that connection for some reason you know as we're born into this we're we're veiled from our sense of this infinite field i'm sure babies have it or i I, I don't want to get into all those speculations but you know we definitely put on all these faces, you know, we try on all these faces that we think that we are, you know, and it's, it's quite the dance and it's, it, it always because of the nature of, of the separation that we're uh, seemingly playing out here. And that's part of it too. You can't exclude that, you know, or say, oh, this is all bad or wrong, or it shouldn't have happened. It seems to be the way that it unfolds. You know, and the acceptance of that, that we do seem to be cut off from what we always have had all along. You know, it's it's like the necklace we're looking for that's been around our neck the whole time and we just never looked there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. you, know, you know, we think we lost it. So we're looking on the floor in the dark <laughs> and, right. you know, and it, it, I know it seems odd and but but that does seem to be the you know, what they call the hero's journey in all the myths of all the cultures, you know, that we're, we are designed to, um, you know, we're, we're designed to lose it and we're, it's in the design to reconnect to that. And, and we can talk, put all these words on it, right, Lillian? Oh, <laughs> and yeah. it's so hard, you know, because we know what we're, we're pointing at is this infinite sense of presence that's always here. It's our very awareness. 
and it's very clear to see that that is the backdrop of everything mm-hmm. and that we are this next step of transfiguration or merging. You know, it's one thing to get a glimpse or, or a d- even more than a glimpse or a deep recognition, recognition of that deep sense of being, but it's quite another to live it every moment, mm-hmm. right? And I yeah. think that's what we're, we're being, you know, the transfiguration is, is, is I think the merge from the separation of, oh, well, here's my limited self over here, right? The character, the limited self, you know, that will die and that has all these seeming limitations and neuroses. And then there's my infinite self, right? But in fact, and and I know this is a bit of a tweak, but it seems more and more in this direction of transfiguration and merging with the shadow and releasing the power that is in our shadow that it is realizing the divine within the dark. And I know it doesn't, it can't make sense to the, call it the intellect, but it is a, a lived moment by moment realization. And I'm getting, Lily, and it popped into me today that that kind of movement and so forth doesn't stop, you know, The shadow work is kind of the evolutionary part of how our lives look. Yeah, well, because the shadow now, it takes on a different meaning. It's not this horrible, bad, ugly, undesirable thing. And, you know, I know we're going to cut to a break here, but I can't wait to take it out. Come back. We're going to be getting in more depth into this. Thank you. We'll see you in three minutes. No hate, no hype, no fear. We are EFR, your protection from from deception. back Johanna yes welcome back we are at our half hour point we're happy that you joined us if you're here if you would like to call in we'd be open to chatting with you and that number is 213-233-3998 so thank you so Lillian where were where were we in our delving into transfiguration and the, you know, the shift, the divinization of all that we see. Oh, so, so much juice in this. And I was trying to think of something. Oh, here it is. I kind of took notes from our conversation yesterday, actually, because I mm-hmm. so enjoyed it. But you basically said that um, the parts of ourselves that we repress is the shadow, is is that and so when we can embrace that understanding that the darkness that we're seeing is a part of ourself that has been repressed and and really just needs recognition and we also talked about that it is through our awareness of of seeing it as a part of ourselves that is the process of divinizing the shadow that is the process of making everything whole because we can no longer say oh the evil is out there and it has nothing to do with me and I hate that and no it it is and on I think on a greater scale and we talked about this yesterday too is what we really want you know uh, underneath all the desires for a mate or money or cars all that I mean none of that is bad at all of course not because form is the expression of abundance but what we truly truly 
truly want, what we crave, is to recognize ourselves, is to see ourselves fully for what we are. And how else can we break out of our own hypnotic trance of our beliefs than by a shock, right? Or by something so... um, what's the word, big or horrific or gigantic that we can't avoid it. We must face it. And I think that's where we are in the world today. There's so many things that are so glaringly frightening that can be frightening, staring us in the face that we can no longer avoid it. And you're either going to go one or two ways, right? And there's, there's the process of transfiguration is definitely on the table. And, and all it takes is being having an awareness of it and, and a willingness to to see it and to try to incorporate that in everything we see. And the immediate um, benefit of doing that is it takes the sting out of every tiny little thing that we see. You know, it, it, it's, it, we're not being constantly shocked every day, you know, so our nerves are frayed by the end of the day by what we're hearing on the news. It's just all part of like, okay, this is... This is something that needs to happen. And everyone is playing, well, the one is playing all the roles. And, you know, and so it's like, okay, I will just stand in this knowing. And it is a standing in the mystery. That's why you have to surrender because it's new territory. You can't know your way through it. There is no map. There's no formula. It's new territory. But Emota Ma said in her book something quite beautiful. She said, it's not like you're going to, don't try to manifest the mysterious. The mysterious is manifesting you. And so just go with that and, and let it transform. Let it, let the bigger uh, concept fill your being and see what happens. Mm, Yeah, that, that is, that's so true. And it, and it comes down to this energy more and more in, uh, as I'm seeing it. And it, it is kind of new, but I'm reincorporating what I call the essence of surrender. And I think these times bring that out in us. I mean, if this is not the time to turn to the divine, when is it? I mean, we're, we're clearly seeing we can't, you know, it is our separate uh, identification with this materialist objective world in our sense of being the doer, the one in charge, the one in control. And we're clashing with all of what we call um, the egoic mechanisms that abound in, of course, the, the world we live in. I'm not demonizing ego 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 is essential ego i see it in very broad terms as ego is form in a way form in humans because we create a separate interpretive reality as we are born into this great mystery this maya that captures our attention and makes us you know, get on the wheel of looking, 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 right? We're always, what's the next thing? What am I? You know, what's a threat to me? What is obstructing me? Um, If you have that belief, that impedes me from being here. And to your point about, you know, I see the shadow now. I bring this up sometime in conversations and I see a lot of the feedback I get is, oh, I've done shadow work. I'm done with that or whatever. But I think what, what's being shown to us is shadow is in everything. If, you, if there's a form, there's a shadow with form, correct? Mm-hmm. Because form creates shadow. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can see that by how light, you know, comes on a form. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, back to the metaphor, if, we, if this is a hologram, a hologram is where there's every part is contains within it that the whole the to, the totality and that's what you were referring to earlier we are infinite we, the substratum of what we're actually essentially coming arising out of is infinite energy but it has this finite appearance mm-hmm. and, and it, it has spoke. a fi- finite look and that shadow is 
what I call, you know, whenever to me now the shadow is even those little tweaks when, when, you know, when someone kind of steps in front of you and you, you get kind of angry or reactive, like, what are they doing that for? Or, oh my gosh, why did that person, you know, they, you know, when our, in our minds, we go, oh, they were disrespecting me or all of these things that we get, you know, a triggered by, and, and the triggering is not bad at all. I, we're not, we're, we're, I guess what we're bringing up is the actual triggering is the portal into the shadow. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a way to navigate the shadow mm. and break it open. This just makes me feel juicy and good. You know, it's it's like gooey goodness. And it's what's so funny is that uh, today I was I, I saw an article. I didn't read the article, but it, it said something like scientists discover yes. that space has luminosity. And I'm like, yes, of course it does. And I think that's the point is that we're learning to what we called shadow before. We had a sense that it was evil and bad and wrong and shouldn't be yes. happening. Now we're saying, Oh my God, it's full of luminosity. It's part of the process. It's part of what's happening and it's part of what needs to happen. And it isn't in my control, but what I can yes. do is see it from a greater context. And like we were talking yesterday, I, I, you know, I saw in my mind, like the pendulum swinging. And when we're first learning to walk the spiritual path or however you want to get to it, you can call them the science quantum physics path. You know, you have to break away from the idea that there's only matter. That, and so you have to kind of close your eyes and go within, like we close our eyes when we meditate. We have to kind of close our eyes for a moment to form. We have to kind of separate ourselves from it a little bit in order to see that we are more. And once we now know that there is this, ah, I don't even know what to say, this genesis point, this nexus point, this source point, everything, this isness that we are, now the call is to open our eyes again and swing the other way and re-embrace form as that too. In the same way that we're re-embracing the shadow as luminosity, form is also luminosity. Form is a gift. Form is the expression of consciousness. It's an expression of our awareness. It's, it's expressing what is around us. And, and when we see it that way, we can see the, the oneness, a wholeness that is working. And it can't help but shift everything, our understanding, right? Totally, totally. It 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 is so. Um, yeah, I mean, we keep saying kind of the same thing in different ways, but it it because it is so. It's a bit difficult for us to grasp. It's very counterintuitive to our senses, right? Uh, what we're pointing to, and it's I I kind of see it in this circular thing. Like yes, to recognize our pure consciousness state we must stop thought you know even three seconds or just relax and recognize awareness itself and the expanse that comes out of it you know just that that for a moment even with our eyes closed and we build on this relaxation or surrender into this presence that just is expansive right here right now and that will um as we're we're then i see it as in touch with the field and the field then has an opportunity to use the body and the mind as its vehicle rather than the other way around where our separate egoic self wants to use the greater energy. It doesn't work like that. You know, it's, it's the vessel of our beautiful formed self has to be the recipient. And it is already naturally, it's just the recognition of that, right? So all of our, our suffering and feeling alienated and separate is part of that process of us like 
going deeper within or surrendering more to that which is always here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so often it is our suffering that leads us to dig deeper. And so it was a useful tool. You know, it was a wonderful thing. And it makes us stronger. I mean, there's a lot to be said for the trials and tribulations that, that you know, I can think in the past that I go to. I think I face them a little bit differently now. Not that I don't have them. Not at all. But now I see it more as a, okay, I may not like this. I may not understand it, but it is happening. And so it must be part of the process. And it's it's not bad or good or right or wrong. And, you know, do, what do you want me to do? How, how should I handle this? And, you know, a lot of times I just walk away from whatever difficulty I'm facing and come back the next day. And it's, and what I can say so far, honestly, with all my heart, when I come back to it with a different perspective, the problem seems to be solved quite easily. Even though in the time I was thinking on holding it, I, I couldn't see the answer. If I just let it sort of percolate without judging it, you know, and we talked about freedom, Johanna, and I think that's a word, and I know I'm making a segue here, but that's a word that comes up a lot, you know, uh, especially in the polarity. This is what freedom looks like. No, this is what freedom looks like. And definitely the lure of freedom is in the spiritual search is we want to be free from our sufferings. But when you think about it, everything is allowed to be, everything is playing out and that's ultimate freedom. There's no there's no limit on it. Everything is allowed. And when we can embrace that and stop trying to put so much energy, which is, 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 is fruitless, into stopping what is actually happening, but rather just sh- shift that energy and use it as to say, okay, I don't, maybe don't even like this and I don't understand it, but I do see that it is connected to the oneness. It is something that is playing out and there's something more for me to, to see here and just be with that. And every single time I have never been disappointed in my, you know, little life's experiences. And I think that that's probably true for you, Johanna, and probably true for, I know it's true for a lot of people that I talk to as well. While, um, while there's no one process, right? But it's, it's surrendering to the greater intelligence that created you. Yeah. There, I mean, how yeah. intelligent is that? It's pretty darn intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I think these times are, it's such an opportunity if we're open to it. And if we're not, we're not. It isn't time then. You know, I mean, I'm a time meaning there appears in this appearance to be different uh, ways that people cycle around or what their focus is. You know, that it's you cannot figure this out using our mind. But to your point that everything is allowed out of this field, this field is infinite possibility, potential, and it is unlimited. But when it when it comes into a particular particle look is according to physics or we're observing our world, it has a certain kind of experience that seems finite. And it does seem finite, even though I think it's not, even that isn't what it appears, but it's really basically energy. And it is all, um, I've heard this over and over, and I think in some of the, the deeper Vedic understandings, you know, that that it, it is all energy. It's all actually one energy that as we perceive it takes on different densities. And of course, then with our understanding of Newtonian science, of course, we label the chemical composition and all that has relevance. But it it is this essential energy that arises out of nothing and returns to nothing and is nothing. But it's not nothing in the sense that it's 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 infinitely everything. (laughs) So it's it's these two apparent halves of a whole, but in essence, they're really one essence. Does that make sense? It's it's like the form that we call form and we've kind of seen it as a separate object is not a separate object. It is, it is connected to everything else and it has the appearance of air around it. Even if we're looking in our regular world, the space defines the form. But the, honestly, the space and the form are of one essence. 
Mm-hmm. So, and we we know by quantum entanglement now that, you know, photons are connected all the way across the world and without any seeming distance between them or time travel. So this connection of infinite potential that we're arising out of, as our attention shifts into that, that uh, field, we are at our, our best opportunity to consciously see the radiance of all reality because we're coming through it with those eyes and and you know that includes to your point about including everything and embracing everything and you can almost feel the love can't you you know Mm-hmm. The embrace of everything yeah. to be what it is. And then the results. But I just want to bring up something. I want to throw it out there and I want to hear I want to hear from you and what you think of. You know, I know there there's when we're talking like this, <laughs> I'm not sure what that is, but anyway, when we're talking like this, we're talking about a, a very different paradigm. And I know our old paradigm, it would say, yeah, but if you allow everything, then there'd be total chaos and, you know, the the bad guys would win and evil will take over and all of that, right, from the karmic cause and effect reality. So what, 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 I get that that's kind of something our minds throw up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is from the limited um, time and space, and matter is real and hard, and things aren't changing as we speak. Uh, point of view, you know, and so from that point of view. But I, th- when I was, when I can get into that space of seeing the divine or the 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 radiant presence, I'm looking at candles right in front of me right now, and I can see okay. This is radiant presence radiating right here. And it's amazing because it's the source of everything that is. And it is that luminous darkness, that luminous shadow of something that we can't touch without it. You know, I mean, with we can feel it. We have a direct experience of what the divine feels like. We do. We can. We can for sure. But when we can open our eyes and see that this candle and this pumpkin and everything I'm looking at, my computer, is divine radiance right now. And it's in motion. And it's it kind of makes everything that came before it kind of a moot point. You know, in in a way I can say it doesn't matter from that perspective that I used to think that everything was separate, that there's this candle and that the air and the space in between it is something different and that it's not living and there's we're not contained in this greater... It's like, oh yeah, that's how I used to think, but boy, oh boy, wow, this point of view is so much grander. It's so much more elegant and eloquent. It is a transfiguration of everything we see, and it brings awe to everything that is being seen. And so when we can, somebody says, yeah, but if you see that that way, then evil is going to take over. And you all, it doesn't, it's kind of a moot point because you say evil, define evil, define evil. Because, and I'm not, and boy, I know I could get hit on that too. And and it doesn't mean I'm not going to act if I see someone being abused or I, I say no, I say no a lot to, to certain actions. But those actions come from a sense of being separate, not from, it's, it comes from a sense of not knowing the greater context. And so I, I can have compassion for someone who is abusing that doesn't mean that i'm going to allow the abuse to continue or even condone it and it doesn't mean i'm not going to vote against it or even maybe protest against it whatever i feel like doing but but i can have compassion because i can see from the greater point of view that the divine radiance has not yet come to view in this part of myself in this other aspect of the one and the one is playing that role and i trust that that role has a place because there is a greater intelligence running everything and in that sense i can even bless that person because 
thank you for showing us what so desperately needed to be addressed in a different way. Yeah, that is, that's brilliant, Lillian. Um, and and I, I know when we kind of take a twist and we look at something from a sort of a different conceptual thing, like when you mentioned, and I did earlier too, that when, when we can, it, like now the polarizing narratives, you know, which we're pointing the fingers out outside of ourselves, we're looking for the devil, you know, whether the devil's in the other political scene, whether it's in, you know, relationships in our life that are causing us a lot of suffering, right? Or whatever these, you know, the perpetrator victim dynamic. But in, you know, from the eyes of the divine and and from what we call fierce grace, you know, that that the way that that seems to play out here is in these contrasts and they morph in, you know as one energy plays on both sides you know they morph into each other and the overall dynamic is one of oh i've identified with being this separate little person here with seven billion other little separate people walking around in their own bubbles right having their own point of view which from the egoic identity seems very valid but but as we're expanding out in as that field you know our character is is part of that that's arising as other characters are and our connection is in the overall field of connection and just to reiterate what you pointed out how can you see someone you may not agree with you may not agree with their points of view you may not agree with their policies you may not agree with things but you're pretty clear that you and that other appearance are of the same essence you are all emanating out of the same essence and what is most true and consistent about what we are is that that never changes you know that that essence is always always there so the to the point of wow what a time <laughs> you know yeah. what a time to see this and i say let's use this opportunity for those of us who are tuned in to transfiguration or transformation or using these shadow times to empower our real authentic power not our false power which which is always out there, you know, mm -hmm. oh, if I had more of this, or if I can manipulate this, or if I could get this to happen, or if I could even get world peace to happen, then I would be okay, right? Mm -hmm. When to Amoda Ma's point, you are the solution. You're projecting the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're the secret, like you said a couple, I actually, I love that when you said that in our last episode, there was a point, I forgot the context, but anyway, it's like, you're the secret. Right. We're the we're the ones we are the ones we've been waiting for. It's funny, but it's kind of true. I, and in another. Yes. And it's and it's not because we're great. I'm so special. I'm so gifted. It's because greatness is and greatness is you and greatness is me. Greatness is and it's yeah. it's what humanity is made of it's what everything is made of and it is so freaking awesome that we just should just stop and you know yeah. just and yeah mouths open like wow totally and respect the shadow respect our places that we need to investigate because they hold the treasure that stuff that energy is where the light breaks out of. To Leonard Cohen, that's where yep. the, the so light is. So true. So we're true. wrapping up. Check us 